Good morning, recovery people, and welcome to Seven Hours Daily Podcast for people who can't be arsed to do step eleven. <laughs> uh, where are we? November the tenth. Here's um, what Eileen's got to say today. Day by day, you're aware of new developments within and without you. You find yourself absorbing new ideas and new ways. Your consciousness expands and is able to accept more and more. Some people learn more quickly than others. Therefore, moving into the new age will not be the same for everyone. Some souls will be able to leap into it. Some souls will move slowly into it, testing every step of the way. Some souls will crawl into it and find every step painful because they are resisting the changes which are taking place. They resent those new ways and new ideas and long to be left alone to live in the same old way with the attitude that what was good enough for their fathers and mothers is good enough for them. The answer to that attitude is to stop fighting against it and to get into tune and flow with life. Times are changing and changing fast and unless you change with them you will be left behind. (coughs) Teasel. They're talking actually about the steps. Hmm. Your consciousness expands. <clears throat> mm. And well, cease, it says, does it cease, say cease fighting? It doesn't say cease fighting, but it nearly does. What does um, it say? Uh, stop fighting. Yes, yeah, stop fighting. So mm. I love that when someone said, you can't fight alcoholism, you've got to surrender. Mm. You've just got to surrender to win. Well, you've got to give up. Fighting. Don't fight it. Throw in the towel and don't hold on to any corners. Hmm. Well, it's 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 how you explain it really, isn't it? In the sense that it's like I am an alcoholic. You know, I mean, I'm fucked. There's no ifs or buts. You know, there's no way I can resist it and drink normally like a gentleman. You know, that ain't gonna happen. You know, if I have one drink, then all hell breaks loose. So it's that it's fighting that idea that you can drink normally, give up. You you can't drink. Simple as that, you know. And then that's that's when you're free. Well, if alcohol is part of your problem, how can it be part of your solution? Well, it is the problem. Ah, so it can't be the solution. You can't control it. You can't go back to control drinking. You've got to. Stop fighting and get on with what's suggested. <clears throat> Expand your consciousness. So it's good, I think, you know, because she's coming at it from sort of new age hippie kind of um, peace, love, and you know, um, save the planet sort of thing rather than just you know, dealing with addiction. But it's like there's some souls who crawl into it, you know, they find every step painful. That's you, you can see that, can't you? And denial. And, and they, they still put a, up a resistance to it. They, they no, might they, do the steps, but they're resisting it. Dry drunk, real, waiting for a relapse. Mm-hmm. Teasel, what are you doing? It's tripe. Uh-huh. She's just licking her bowl. Teasel. And show a bit of respect for the podcast. Eh? So she finished. Right. Oh, I'm often disgust.
Right then, <clears throat> so November 10th, a thought for the day. I'm less self-centred. The world used to revolve around me at the centre. I cared more about myself, my own needs and desires, my own pleasure, my own way, than I did about the whole rest of the world. What happened to me was more important than anything else I could think of. I was selfishly trying to be happy, and therefore I was unhappy most of the time. I found that selfishly seeking pleasure does not bring true happiness. Thinking of myself all the time cut me off from the best in life. AA taught me to care less about myself and more about the other person. Am I less self-centred? Meditation for the day. When something happens to upset you and you are discouraged, try to feel that life's difficulties and troubles are not intended to arrest your progress in the spiritual life but to test your strength and to increase your determination to keep going. Whatever it is that must be met, you're to either overcome it or use it. Nothing should daunt you for long, nor should any difficulty entirely overcome or conquer you. Teasel! God's strength will always be there, waiting for you to use it. Nothing can be too great to be overcome, or if not overcome, then used. Nothing should daunt you for long, nor should any difficulty entirely overcome or conquer you. God's strength will always be there, waiting for you to use it. Nothing can be too great to be overcome, or if not overcome, then used. Prayer for the day. I pray that I may know that there can be no failure with God. I pray that with his help, I may live a more victorious life. Come on. Like that, no failure with God, I dear where you don't actually know you don't know God's will you don't know what's good for you or bad for you you can just hope that it is you know that it's good or that it's not too bad you don't actually know it, you know it's like if you because if you if you look backwards in your life some bad things that happened end up for the best quite a lot of bad things ends up being for the best, you know, because... At the time, you don't see that. At the time, it seemed like a nightmare or a disaster or, you know, horrible, but um, because of what unfolded afterwards, good things happened that wouldn't have happened otherwise, you know. So for me, that's the real lesson in that, you know, um, you know, failures aren't necessarily... Failures are bad, you know, and sometimes what seems to be good can end up creating problems so you don't actually know you know and that's that's kind of like when it comes to handing your will over to God it's like the, the idea that you had some control you know over things and you've got no control not over really places or things not really I mean you, it's an illusion of control I think you know that you're you you, you think you can maybe control things to some extent, but it's not actually um, guaranteeing you, you know, happiness or satisfaction or um, peace. Probably quite the opposite. Does it say there about the selfishness in the beginning that you put your own needs before everything else? Mm. What does it? What's that sentence say? Well, I was selfishly trying to be happy and therefore I was unhappy most of the time. Selfishly seeking pleasure does not bring true happiness. It was the bit before that. 
thinking of myself all the time cut me off from the best in life. Yeah. It starts off I'm less self-centred. World used to revolve around me at the centre. Mm. Care but more about myself, more needs and desires than the whole rest of the world. That's it. Say that bit again. I care more about myself, my own needs and desires, my own pleasure, my own way, than I did about the whole rest of the world. Yeah. Well, what happened so, to me was more important than anything else I could think of. Yeah, that's really true. Because I, I just thought of my own... It wasn't my own happiness, but it was my own needs. So when I was really unhappy going through a divorce, I just focused on my needs, my poor me, and forgot about my children. What about children that are going through their parents splitting up? Mm. I didn't think about them, just thought about me. And I do, I'd so, I'd do that so differently now, but at least I'm able to recognise that now and not, not do that again. And I do put others before me. You know, when I think of my sponsees, I forget about myself. I worry about their problems, and mine are just... You know, mine don't seem so important then. Well, that's it too, isn't it? Nothing uh, grants you immunity from picking up a drink is working intensively with other alcoholics. And um, it's true because, you you know, you worry about the people you're trying to help drinking rather than yourself drinking mm. or using. Don't... Um, I mean, yesterday... Sat in the airport, right, for 10 hours. I was just fretting the whole time about the bloody helpline, you know, and like, mm -hmm. how, oh, I must got to make sure that helpline's covered, you know, and I was like berating myself for, you know, having to, having all, all you know, those meetings on a Friday when I'm doing the helpline on a Friday night, and uh, I was, I f I f and the, the, the flight was delayed so much that it, the problem went away, you know, and uh, I was just, I was pleased it was delayed. <laughs> so I was thinking, oh, brilliant, I don't need to transfer the, the phone to you or Angela now, you know, I can just... I basically transferred it to Paul just, oh, yeah. as, I, just as I got on the plane. So you were, you were not thinking about yourself and sat there at the airport, you were thinking no. about helping others on the helpline? I was waiting for phone calls from people out there struggling and... Um, Mm. And it's kind of it's rewarding and quite exciting, you know, and a wee bit disappointing that I didn't get any phone calls, you know. But yeah, didn't think about I didn't think about drinking, you know. I mean, I never sat, you know, surrounded by people who, who, who well, to be fair, there weren't many people on the piss. A tiny little airport. Got time for meditation before I walk. I see that Aberdeen Airport. You have to pay a pound to get into the smoking area. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I couldn't believe it. It's like you know, let's get a coin machine in the door, get a pound <laughs> in the door opens. <laughs> you can get you're allowed to go outside to have a fag. <laughs> Fucking hell, that's that's outrageous. But then I thought, well, I mean, cigarettes are about fifty p ago now, aren't they? But, Anyway, I'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. Bloody hell, I've been rambling on this morning, Sam. Thank you.